What up, peoples? Thank you for listening to Cheryl Talk. Uh, today's podcast is a continuation of the previous podcast about uh, complex trauma in children and adolescents and the adverse uh, childhood experiences impact. And so I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to get right to it. So the previous podcast was talking about us, um, how we minimize trauma. Um, we underestimate the impacts that trauma can have on ourselves as well as children. Um, I'm a social worker. My area of focus is working with children and families and specifically around behavioral health and mental health well-being. So it's something that I'm very passionate about and it's something that I like to bring to people's attention and to educate people and help people better understand that we cannot take things for granted that we traditionally have and that we've underestimated specifically around violence and trauma. So um, I ended the last podcast talking about um, when we see kids acting out, we're like, oh, he's bad, she's bad. And uh, what's wrong with you know him? What's wrong with her? We really should be saying, well, what happened to him? Or I wonder what happened to her to make her uh, behave like that or act like that. Um, I went to a training recently and there was a magnet and I should have brought it upstairs. It was a refrigerator magnet and it said um, negative behavior uh, is the result of a person who's lost their voice. Uh, when you're traumatized uh, and you're exposed to chronic toxic levels of stress and trauma, it can have a very negative and adverse effect on your brain, how you think, how you process and how you behave. And often these children and even adults who've been exposed to this lose their voice. They're not really sure how to express that they're distressed that they're in trouble, that they need help, or they're having a hard time with something because it's triggering triggering a trauma that they have experienced. And so when you see a person, whether they're a little baby, little kid, or youth, or adolescent, or teenager, or young adult, or even a full-blown adult adult acting out, I want you next time to pause and think, what happened to them? that would make them behave that way and look at them through a lens of compassion versus a lens of judgment. So I want to get going on the different uh, ways that you can look for signs of a child or youth who's been exposed to a lot of stress, uh, toxic toxic stress, and uh, trauma. All right. Now, Some of these things also you could see in an adult who has undiagnosed trauma from their childhood and never got the help that they needed. So think about that in that context as well. So in the domain of attachment, a person who has been chronically and systematically exposed to a lot of complex trauma, whether it's one or multiple or just all of these things consistently, physical abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, food insecurity, um, health uh, insecurity, all that stuff just chronically and systematically over and over again for a long period of time, it will take its toll on anyone. Um, They'll have problems with boundaries. They'll have problems with uh, 
being trustful of people. They'll be very suspicious. Uh, they could even be socially uh, isolative. They'll have problems with interpersonal relationships. Um, they may even have difficulty uh, figuring out other people's uh, emotional uh, states and engaging that. Um, biologically, uh, they will have problems with coordination and balance. Um, they may have difficulty with uh, physical skin contact um, due to violence uh, and trauma that they have suffered. Uh, you could see them have uh, difficulty in what we call affect regulation, how they present uh, themselves. They will struggle with emotional self-regulation. Um, they can't seem to get to a calm homeostasis. You know, it's either really high, really low, um, very tense, very keyed up. Um, and if they get triggered, it may send them, you know, to a point where they f like literally flip their lid and flip out. Um, they could have difficulty describing how they feel. Uh, they could have difficulty conveying what's going on inside of them and putting words to it to express it to you. That's where we talk about a person with, you know, negative behaviors just lost their voice. Uh, you may see that they have problems knowing and describing uh, when they've got a mood shift or when something is coming on and they might just completely shut down on you instead of flipping out. Um, they, in general, could have difficulty communicating what they want uh, and what they need just because they've lost their voice. Um, the next domain is considered disassociation. Um, they have distinct uh, alterations in their state of consciousness. Um, they may seem to go in and out, like check in, check out, be blank, uh, could even have, you know, bouts of an amnesia. Uh, they will depersonalize themselves from situations, uh, depersonalization, derealization, a disconnect, uh, so that they don't have to, uh, be where, be present and what's happening because it's triggering a past trauma. So they just check out. Um, you think the kid's not paying attention. You think the adult's not paying attention or, um, you know, just dozing off. It really may not be that. It could be that's their coping skill for escaping the nightmares, you know, escaping the terrible things that they've <clears throat> been through, you know, or witnessed. Um, they could have trouble with their memory. Um, they could have trouble recalling things because they have blacked out uh, portions of their life due to the trauma and the toxic stress. And so that area, those couple of years just come up blank. They don't have anything. They can't recall it. They don't, they don't want to talk about it. It's completely blacked out. The other uh, area of impairment, the other domain would be behavioral controls. So this list is a little longer and it's probably easier to recognize. Um, they can't modulate their impulses. Uh, they exhibit self-destructive behaviors. They're aggressive towards others. They have uh, unhealthy self-soothing behaviors. Uh, they don't sleep well. Uh, the eating's not well. They have a maybe perhaps have an eating disorder, eating too little, eating too much. They could struggle with substance abuse, uh, alcohol addiction. Um, 
They could even have some excessive or compulsive behaviors uh, that are covering up uh, some of the damage that they've, you know, taken on from the complex trauma and stress. Um, They could even be on the opposite spectrum of being excessively compliant due to um, shell shock from abuse they've suffered. So the fear of getting in trouble or doing something wrong makes them overly compliant. Um, You will probably see a lot of oppositional behavior due to being beat and traumatized uh, and abused. They now feel like they're going to exude all control in their life. They're not going to have anybody telling them what to do or how to do it because they've been traumatized by their abuse and the excessive control that was in their life. And so now they're they're taking complete control, even if it means negative consequences and getting in trouble. Um, They struggle with understanding why you need to comply with rules and why they should give up that freedom, especially if they've been controlled and dominated. Um, They may even have reenactment uh, of the trauma and abuse that they've suffered. And that could come out in some really uh, aggressive play or uh, behavior or even uh, sexual and inappropriate play and behavior as a result of what has happened to them. So if you've got a kid doing things like that, nine times out of 10, it has happened to them. Somebody's done that to them. And therefore, again, what do we say? Hurt people, hurt people. They're reenacting that because it's, it's what they know. Um, cognition in the domain of cognition, they'll struggle with paying attention. Um, and again, regulation and the area, what we call executive functioning, making logical, uh, informed decisions because due to the trauma and the toxic, toxic stress, they've probably more than likely they've got, believe it or not, some brain damage. And so they are, they, they will struggle with making those type of analytical and critical, uh, thinking decisions due to the trauma. Um, they have a lack of sustained curiosity and curiosity is very important because curiosity and creativity allow us to explore and think about things again, analytically and critically, uh, because we're thinking outside of the box. However, if you've been abused and you've been traumatized, you only think about survival, how to get out of that, you know, nightmare that you're in, how to live and hope for a better day. You're not thinking about curiosity. You're not thinking about uh, thinking outside the box and being very creative. You're thinking what is going to save my life or my brothers and sisters lives at this moment. Uh, They will struggle with uh, focusing on completing tasks. Uh, They have a difficult time planning and anticipating again. Why? Because they live moment to moment. Some not even day to day. Some it's hour to hour. I made it out of the house without getting abused this morning. Um, There's no fighting. Uh, There was no beating. Uh, Nobody you know, was getting high before I went to school. So I made it out the door. I made it to school. Now on the bus ride home, what's going to happen when I get home? I wonder if they're going to be there. 
I wonder if we will have anything to eat. I wonder if the lights will be on. I wonder if, you know, we'll have water tonight. All those things. They're not thinking about next week or next weekend. They are living moment by moment. Um, they struggle in general with learning, uh, language development, uh, orientation to time and space. Uh, sometimes you talk to uh, children who've been traumatized and we struggle struggle with why don't they have a sense of time and place and a sense of time because they've been in fight and flight so much and in their limbic brain that they lack those executive thinking skills that we that I talked about earlier because they're in fight or flight their lid is flipped and they're in their limbic brain of how do I survive how do I protect myself and my brothers and sisters they're not thinking about things like homework. They're not thinking about things like college or what I'm going to do when I get out of high school. A lot of these kids in these very terrible, toxic environments are thinking, I don't even know if I'm going to make it to high school. I don't even know if I'm going to make it out of junior high. I don't even know if I'm going to make it to school tomorrow. So thinking about planning and being strategic, it's very hard for them because they're literally fighting for their lives every day. In the area of self-concept, typically they struggle with uh, body image. They'll struggle with low self-esteem, shame, and guilt, and they don't really have uh, a continuous, predictable sense of self because they don't know what tomorrow will bring. That's pretty you know, big thinking tomorrow. They don't know what t- later today brings, so it's hard to think about themselves as an, you know, as a adult or older adult or their future, because life is on the line for them every minute. When you're facing abuse, uh, whether it's physical abuse, uh, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, again, food insecurities, uh, financial insecurities, uh, violence in your neighborhood, not only in your home, violence in your extended family, um, It is difficult to think about your future and your life and goals and things that you want to accomplish. So what can we do to combat this? We have to stop minimizing the impact of trauma and realize that it can have negative and lifelong lasting effects on the lives of our children and on ourselves. If you're experiencing Uh, ongoing toxic stress and any type of abuse, you've got to get help and you have to get, get that out of your life and you have to get in a better situation. If you are someone who knows about a kid or even an adult who is a victim of adverse stress and trauma and abuse, do something to help them. Um, we have to band together to help people and we have to band together and draw on support to help ourselves. So there's more information about, um, trauma informed care. It's very, uh, current. It is pretty much the buzzword in, you know, the behavioral health and mental health, uh, industries. And it is real. We can't underestimate the impacts of trauma and we have to stop minimizing it and we have to stop telling our kids and telling our youth, suck it up, you know, man up, woman up, put on your big girl panties, just, you know, take it. 
Yes, we do need to be resilient. Yes, we do need to be strong. However, no one should have to suffer and suffer in silence. And remember, a person who's acting out and acting out in a negative way is someone who's lost their voice. If you know someone who needs help finding their voice and getting their voice heard, please do something about it. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, Until the next time, I want you to laugh more, love deeply, and live the life that you want to have. I love you to life. Bye.